0: Next on PIJN News, Dr. Chaps reports on these important issues.
1: Religious freedom is under fire, especially for military chaplains, like Army Major Andrew Calvert, who got a letter of reprimand for a transgender Facebook post. Today we have Kelly Shackelford with First Liberty Institute.
0: Former Navy chaplain Gordon James Klingenschmidt took a stand to defend religious freedom by daring to pray publicly in Jesus' name.
1: one of the leading Christian law firm attorneys in America, who leads First Liberty Institute. His website is firstliberty.org. And he's got Supreme Court news and updates, but also religious freedom about military chaplains. Kelly, welcome back to the program.
2: Thanks for having me.
1: Well, thank you. And um, I'm a former Navy chaplain. Uh, My story is widely published. I don't want to talk about that today. But but you have a new case, and that is Army Major Andrew Calvert and he's a chaplain, and he got a letter of reprimand for posting on his Facebook page, in his personal capacity, against transgenderism. What can you tell us?
2: Well, it's an incredible violation of his rights. Um, you know, when you're a chaplain, as you know, uh, one of the requirements you have is to follow the doctrine, the beliefs, of your endorsing uh, denomination. Your I mean, civilian bishop. Exactly. Yeah. And if you don't, that's a violation. Well, guess what? Most uh, of your endorsing groups, your denominations know that there's a man and a woman that God created and they they obviously have very strong biblical positions on this. So, you've got a chaplain here who was simply following the beliefs of his organization that he's required to follow, and he certainly has every right to express his own religious beliefs on his own personal Facebook page. The idea that you would then try to ruin a man's career and throw him out of the military because as a chaplain he expresses his own personal religious beliefs on his own personal Facebook page is an incredible violation of the law and it has to be corrected.
1: And there's a three star general out of out of Texas, I want to say it's Fort Hood, who wrote a letter of reprimand against this chaplain and his career is over unless unless a good Christian law firm might be interested in taking up the mantle and getting that reversed.
2: Yeah, we'll we'll do everything we have to do to make sure and get that reversed. This this is unacceptable. Um, this is going to get corrected one way or the other, uh, either through uh, the chain of command, uh, which we always try to go to first. We've had, as you know, we've had a lot of cases in the military, and uh, the vast, vast, vast amount of those we've won. Sometimes by going up the chain, sometimes by having to eventually file a lawsuit, but uh, this is something we can't allow to happen to our chaplains. I mean, the idea that chaplains can't express their religious beliefs is a major problem, and especially a belief in this case that's consistent with the last commander-in-chief and what he had to say about transgenderism in the military. So it's, it's so bizarre on so many levels that this type of, I don't know, political correctness is a nice term, a cancel culture, whatever you want to call it, um, that does not exist in a country that has the First Amendment, uh, both religious freedom and freedom of speech, and that's what we have in this country.
1: Well, I want to specifically mention that Army regulations follow federal law which lets chaplains express their views. Exactly. Uh, it, it says, in, in Army's violating their own rules here, when they say uh, chaplains and even troops have the right to expression, and their personal religious views will not be used against them in personnel actions. Well, letter of command is a a personnel action that's violating his religious views.
2: Yeah, there's no doubt they're violating their own regulations, as I mentioned. They also require the chaplains to be consistent with their endorsing organizations, which he was being, so they violated that. Uh, they violated uh, the free speech that he has and the freedom of religion that he has as a chaplain uh, and then they violated the Constitution which they take an oath to follow yeah. um, and a lot of people don't realize this but the Religious Freedoms Restoration Act which is a federal law providing religious freedom specifically applies to those in the military. Does it? So it, this, he's, they're violating all kinds of uh, both constitutional statutory rights and regulations which is why we feel really confidently, we're, we're gonna fight until Chaplain Calvert's career is restored and this letter of reprimand is removed.
1: Your, your um, leading military attorney, Michael Barry, has been a repeat guest on our show and he's uh, right in the middle of this and, and don't reveal any, any secret strategies, but how did you hear about this case? How did Chaplain Calvert approach you and, and what have you done so far? Well,
2: we've, we've had a lot of chaplains as our clients. Um, We've had a lot of chaplains who have been threatened. Uh, sometimes these types of letters of reprimand or these things that could really damage their career has occurred. Um, you know, different examples of this, but I mean, a chaplain who was giving a talk uh, about uh, suicide and, uh, and talked uh, very openly about his own beliefs. And because he mentioned religion, somebody complained and they were gonna punish that chaplain. Uh, we've, had, we've had chaplains that have really just been doing their job. He, of course, Motters, one of the most well-known chaplain Motter's case. West Modder was a guest on our show. He's, he, uh, you know, they were going to end his career right before his pension vested. I mean, it yeah. was one of the most cruel things I've ever seen. Because of what? Because he counseled people who came to him and asked them what the Bible said about uh, homosexuality. Yeah. And he loved them, and he answered biblically what the Bible said. And did he you know, this was all a setup for them to go to his commanding officer, who then, without even talking to Chaplain Motter, who is a hero. I mean, I mean, this is a guy that served with SEAL Team 6, was, was on numerous uh, uh, missions uh, around the world. He was literally the recruiting poster child.
1: <laughs> I'll use that, that with affection. Uh, he, was, he was the best chaplain the Navy could, could recruit people with and helped me become a Navy chaplain
2: and and yet they were gonna take away everything from him right before his pension pitch. Why? They went to his commanding officer and didn't even talk to Chaplain Motter to get his side of the story or anything. By the end of that Chaplain Motter was restored Uh, he was even asked where do you want to serve next (laughs) so uh, things turned completely around but we've just had a lot of chaplains we've had to represent uh, because their attempts to intimidate, uh, to silence to really keep them from doing their job of being a chaplain. And look, the reason that Chaplain Motter was called into this particular unit where he was called in was because of the decreasing the increasing immorality which was damaging both the image of those people who were serving and their effectiveness. And so he brought in those standards And then when somebody asked him what the Bible said and he gave an honest answer, they tried to use that to destroy his career. So it's common for chaplains to get pressured, to cave in, to not say things, to not be good chaplains. And so we've had the privilege of representing successfully all the chaplains who we represented. And, uh, and so I think they know to call First Liberty if they have any problems because we'll represent them That's free good. of charge.
1: And we want to spread the word. There is a petition you can sign on our website to defend chaplains and their freedom. Visit PrayInJesusName.org to sign our petition right now. We'll be back with Kelly Shackelford after this.
3: Dr. Chaps will be right back with more PIJN News.
0: Take action today. Dr. Chaps needs you to sign an important online petition. Today, I wanna invite
1: you to sign an important petition to Congress to protect military chaplains, especially their right to pray publicly in Jesus' name. If you remember my story, you know that I was vindicated by Congress in 2006 after I took a principled stand for the right to pray in Jesus' name. I even demanded my own misdemeanor court-martial And finally, Congress agreed with me and reversed the bad Navy policy. But Congress never did pass a positive law to let chaplains pray according to their conscience. Let's take action today for religious freedom. Would you sign that petition with me? Visit PrayInJesusName.org. Again, that's
0: PrayInJesusName.org. Please visit PrayInJesusName.org and sign today's petition right now. Again, visit PrayInJesusName.org to sign our petition right now.
3: Hello everyone, I'm Mike Lindell, and I want to tell everyone to get behind Dr. Chapp's ministry here in his program, and you can do that by using, going to MyPillow.com, using the promo code PRAYNEWS, and you're going to save up to 66% on all my products. But more importantly, a, mo- a lot of that money is going to go back to support. Dr. Chaps and this programming, and it's—I uh, just can't tell you enough. To get people to Jesus is so important, and to have ministries like this is—is that it's just absolutely amazing. Thanks to your support, you've helped make My Pillow become one of the fastest-growing companies in America. Over the last 12 years, you've helped My Pillow create thousands of jobs right here in the USA.
1: When I got My Pillow.
3: I'm interrupting this commercial right now. Retailers have canceled my pillow, and to thank you for your support, I'm going to pass the savings directly on to you. For example, you get my six-piece <laughs> towel sets, regular $109.99, now only $44.98, or MyPillow dog beds for as low as $19.99 with your promo code. For the best night's sleep in the whole wide world, visit MyPillow.com
0: empowering you, the grassroots activist. Here is Dr. Chaps. Welcome back. I'm Dr. Chaps,
1: joined again by Kelly Shackelford of FirstLiberty.org. Uh, Kelly, how many lawyers do you now employ in, in what states? And you guys are growing like weeds.
2: Yeah, we've, Unfortunately, we've had to grow uh, pretty dramatically because of all the attacks. I think uh, about 10 years ago, we had 48 cases. Last year, we had 311. And uh we have hundreds of litigators across the country uh ready uh to activate and we put teams together of the best litigators to handle that case in that area with those judges. We really try to be uh real specific about the team we're putting together. And the good news is by God's grace, uh we've now had uh twenty-three years in a row, we've won over ninety percent of our cases every year.
1: Wow. And um, it's pro bono. You don't charge someone who's a victim of anti-christian persecution, you represent them for
2: free. Absolutely. We, we exist about a twenty million dollar budget solely by uh, about thirty thousand individuals and families across the country who make donations to us anywhere from twenty-five dollars a month to a million dollars a year because they want to make sure we have religious freedom in this country and we go and represent people for free and make sure that those freedoms are in place for everybody.
1: And you can sign up at FirstLiberty.org to become a monthly sponsor of their legal ministry. I'm going to call it a ministry. It's, it's, not, uh, it's, it's following Jesus and making sure his sheep are taken care of. Uh, Kelly, let's, let's shift now. You have other cases, for example, school vouchers. What's going on in Maine?
2: Well, in Maine, they actually have uh, a law where their school choice statewide. Everybody might, might think, well, that's a great idea. There's only one problem. You're excluded if you're a religious school. <laughs> and that's just outright open discrimination. The government can't say there's a government program. Anybody can participate unless you're religious. And so we are now waiting at the Supreme Court. Uh, we're at the, at the time when the court, the nine justices, have just met in a private meeting with just them in the room. No clerks, no one else. And they've talked about our case. And they've made a decision as to where, whether they're going to take it or not. Um, many people think they will. It's an important case. But we will have to wait now, in, in fact, to encourage your, your people to pray. Yeah. Uh, because this, this could be a really significant case. Uh, if we had school choice across the country and religious schools were a choice, many people would pick that education and we could counter a lot of the really horrible things that are being attempted to be pushed through our public schools. We could teach truth in these other schools and it would be up to the parents to make these decisions for their children, not the government.
1: Well, religious freedom for schools to have the same funding options that secular schools have or private schools have, but not Christian schools, this seems to fly not only in the face of the First Amendment, but the Supreme Court precedent that was set over a year ago in Montana when the Supreme Court struck down the old Blaine Amendments. Explain what that was.
2: Yeah, this is uh, th- one of these tuition uh, deduction cases. What it was is you could make a donation uh, to uh, encourage or support private education, and, um, but you could not get the deduction, this is in the state of Arizona, I think, well, I no, know, it was Montana. Montana yeah. uh, but you could not get the deduction if it was for religious education and so again it was discriminatory but it was a little more indirect so it was about tax deduction and and really not as much about a, a just a clean voucher program of money going direct so this would be the next step which would really i think open things up uh, across the country and make a big difference uh, for christian schools religious schools across the country the blaine amendments you mentioned are really a, an embarrassing part of our history Uh, This is a senator who came up with uh, this idea of these amendments and many states passed them. They were really amendments to be anti-Catholic. The Protestants kind of had control of the schools and so you would pray at school back then, it would just be a Protestant prayer. And so the Catholics ended up having to form their own uh, uh, parochial education schools where they could make sure that Catholic doctrine was more followed with the kids and the teaching and their prayers and everything. And so, the Blaine Amendment was an attempt to sort of push out the Catholics and support only the Protestants. So many states created these, these amendments in their own constitutions that said, um, not a penny can go to a Christian school, a Christian organization from the government. And so it was their way to kind of freeze them out. So the money went for the parochial school, not for the parochial schools, but for the public schools, which were more... Uh, Protestant. So that was
1: in the 1800s in several state constitutions. Now, just last year, I think the U.S. Supreme Court, I'm going to interpret as saying they struck those down as unconstitutional. There needs to be equality among religions, even if you're Protestant or Catholic.
2: They didn't, yeah, they they did in in the type of decision they made, but they have yet to directly take on those Blaine Amendments and say emphatically they're unconstitutional.
1: So your main course case could set a precedent?
2: It could. It could. It could uh, let the court finally put an end to what many of these states have. Which, you know, it, it is a reminder for us that we need to be very careful about being against another Christian or even religious entity or organization because if we ever give the government the power to kind of go after them we're giving the government the power to go after us. Yeah. And this is, this is the result of Protestants being really, I think, mean-spirited against Catholics back in the 1800s, is that now it's being used against Protestants and Catholics yeah. uh, to try to shut down. So we, we all need to, to band together on religious freedom, uh, because otherwise, it, whatever is happening will be used against us. I'm going to throw a break here, but tease us. What do you want to talk about after this break? Well, we, we've got another case on the way to the Supreme Court, which we, or said sitting there, which we can talk about. We can talk about the Coach Kennedy case, which will be at the Supreme Court very soon. Um, we can talk about our new case, which is really getting a lot of attention, where the IRS has uh, denied tax exempt status to a Christian group for an incredible reason. Let's see that right after the short break. Dr.
3: Chaps will be right back with more PIJN News.
1: Today we are remembering to pray for the 45th president, Donald J. Trump. In fact, we have commemorated now a special coin to remember perhaps the most pro-life, pro-family, pro-Israel and pro-America president of our generation. And here it is, limited supplies now of a special commemorative Donald J. Trump coin. It's golden, it says the word in God we trust right on the cover, it'll help you remember to pray and remember the presidency of our 45th president. For a suggested donation of $45 exactly, this is While Supplies Last, uh, we're gonna send you that coin, but also included are two other products that we offer. You'll get a copy of my book, How to Liberate the World, and a special DVD on How to Be an Effective Christian Activist. We'll throw in both of these, plus the coin for a suggested donation of exactly $45 to our ministry, and on top of that, we'll throw in this special window decal, I Pray for Religious Freedom, to help you remember to pray for America. Listen, uh, there are three ways that you can give. Right now, go to our website, which is PrayInJesusName.org. Again, that's PrayInJesusName.org. Right at the top, there's an online bookstore, and one of those items is the $45 suggested donation for all four items visit our online bookstore at PrayInJesusName.org, or you can call us toll free. It's an easy phone call, 866 God. Again, that's 866-O-B-E-Y-G-O-D. Tell the operator you want the special $45 offer and we'll send you all four items. Finally, you can text the word donate to 720-573-0305. Again, text the word donate 720-573-0305
0: Please help today. Defending your religious freedom. Here is Dr. Chaps.
1: Welcome back. I'm Dr. Chaps. Joined again by Kelly Shackelford, who is the founder of First Liberty Institute. His website, firstliberty.org. We're asking you to become a sponsor of their legal services, so they can defend, gosh, 311 cases uh, just just in this past year. Uh, Kelly. There's a brand new case, and I just blogged about this, right, and I think I read about it on your blog, thank you. Um, The IRS denied tax-exempt status to a Christian prayer group because Republicans tend to vote, Republicans are Christians, and Christians tend to vote Republicans. So they said Christians can't have a tax exemption. Are are they discriminating against us or against Republicans?
2: Well, both. Uh, It's it's one of the most shocking decisions we've ever seen from the IRS. This group is called Christians Engage. Their purpose is to encourage people to pray for their elected officials, to to vote, to educate themselves uh, biblically on how to stand on issues. And what the IRS said, this is not like a theory, this is what they said in their letter. They said you are denied tax-exempt status because you are aligned around biblical values and quote biblical values are more associated with the Republican Party, and therefore that makes you partisan, and therefore you can't be a nonprofit organization. Well, if that's true, every organization aligned around biblical values, every church is about to lose its tax exempt status, every Christian organization is about to lose its tax exempt status. It's unbelievable that uh, it's sort of lowest learner on steroids. I mean, she's back on steroids. Yeah, yeah. You know, to attack every uh, the
1: former IRS chief under Obama who persecuted all those Christian groups. Now there's a different chief, but same principle.
2: Yes, and and again, I, I mean, if, if I'm not mistaken, President Biden is supposedly Catholic. So, I mean, the idea that you know Christians can't be Democrats. Uh, I mean, this is a, a weird decision by the IRS, which. We have immediately appealed. Um, They have a certain amount of time to correct their error. Um, And if not, we will go to federal court and create, I think, a wonderful precedent uh, for everyone who follows biblical values and is a nonprofit organization.
1: Well, we pray that more Christians, first of all, render to Caesar what is Caesar's, but don't pay more taxes than you need to. If you can get a tax deduction, or if you can contribute and not have to pay taxes on what you donate to a charity, you should take advantage of those loopholes. Uh, they're there because of the First Amendment. Uh, but secondly, this, this new group and other groups um, ought to be allowed to form, especially a group like Christian Engage who just wants to pray for our elected officials. Yes, they're even praying for Democrats. They're not trying to be partisan, but the fact that the Bible promotes pro-life, pro-marriage, pro-family values. Uh, well, those are also in the Republican platform, so we can't allow that.
2: (laughs) Yeah, it's incredible. And I tell you, people don't think about this a lot, but freedom of association is is really one of the essences of what it means to be in a free society, that people align around certain ideas. And this competition between all these groups is how we come up with these great uh, activities, ideas, activists, citizens who are changing and improving our country and it's exactly how religious churches, how they come together. And so this is a fundamental fight over the right to form around biblical beliefs and values and not have the government punish you because you've done so. Yeah, tell us about your other Supreme Court case. Uh, We have a really important case. It's a North American Mission Board case. It's a case where you have an organization that helps give advice and sort of foster amongst Baptist churches about their pastors their leadership and there was a pastor who uh, they felt uh, and a church moved that pastor out for a number of reasons and then that pastor is being considered at another church and this group informed the other church that, that that might not be a great choice which is something we want uh, to have that kind of communication. When you think of the sexual assaults and things, we want to have full communication so that if there's a pastor at one place and they go to another place and there's some things that are doctrinally different or whatever, that's, that's a freedom. And there's nothing really more important freedom-wise than the right of religious organizations to pick their own leaders, to communicate amongst themselves their doctrine. In this case, this, this pastor sued because they talk to one another, because they actually had this association. This violates what we call church autonomy. The idea that there is a sanctity of the church and religious Christian organizations that the government cannot enter. And so our argument in this case is the courts have no authority over this. They can't come in and say, well, you can't talk to each other about this pastor. You can't pick this pastor. They can't communicate. They have no competence. They have no authority. They have no way that they should be intervening, much less allowing a lawsuit to punish. And so this is a really important case that, again, the nine justices just met in private in the room all by themselves to decide whether they're going to take this case. It would be a really important case if they would take it.
1: So we have just two minutes left. I do want to offer a prayer for your, for your work, and then I'll, I'll, I'll let you uh, offer closing remarks. Father in heaven, I ask your blessing now on the work of First Liberty Institute. And God, you see the movement in America by the left to come against the church, to to oppress the church with bad laws like the Equality Act, where they're gonna try and uh, uh, force churches to participate in, in all kinds of sin. But Father, instead we ask for freedom so that we can obey God and, and keep our soul and keep our conscience clear. God bless our military, God bless our, our chaplains and our troops and give them the same freedom they fight and defend others, uh, for others. Uh, Lord bless Kelly and his anointing and his team and Michael Berry and, and everyone on his legal staff that is defending. Give them victory in court. Give them victory in the Supreme Court. Let the Supreme Court take up these important cases and rule as they should for the Constitution and ultimately for the freedom to proclaim the gospel. We pray this in Jesus' name, amen. Kelly, we have 30 seconds. I'll let you uh, give your pitch to the the audience.
2: Yeah, I would just say uh, it's a unique time right now, Uh, and I would encourage people, it's really a time to stand. Uh, If we don't stand and speak the truth, Uh, there are those who are clearly trying to change our country into something it never was. So uh, a great lifeline for people is make sure you go to FirstLiberty.org and sign up for that Insider's Alert so that you're getting the information about the victories, about the freedoms you have. I think it will embolden you to stand and speak more uh, in public, and then it will let you know there's a place always you can call if you just have a question or you need help.
1: Amen. His website is FirstLiberty.org. Our website is PrayInJesusName.org. If you prayed with us or if you need help or you want prayer, pick up the phone and call us toll free at 866-Obey-God. Again, that's 866-O-B-E-Y-G-O-D. And remember to please, please, please donate so we can produce these shows and bring them to you. We'll see you next time.